0: We're going to look for just a few minutes at Psalm 147 tonight, Psalm 147, I invite you to turn there in your Bibles, Psalm 147, a psalm of praise, as the last psalms in the Psalter all are, the Psalter ends in sort of this staccato of, of praise, which I think is fitting Psalm 147, hear the holy and inspired and inerrant word of God read for you tonight. Praise the Lord, how good it is to sing praises to our God, how pleasant and fitting to praise Him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem, He gathers the exiles of Israel, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of a man. The Lord delights in those who fear Him, who put their hope in His unfailing love. Extol the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for He strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest of wheat. He sends His command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He spreads the snow like wool and scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down His hail like pebbles. Who can withstand his icy blast? He sends his word and melts them. He stirs up his breezes and the waters flow. He has revealed his word to Jacob, his laws and decrees to Israel. He's done this for no other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. This is God's word read for you tonight. As I mentioned already, and as you've probably heard today or this weekend on Memorial Day, uh, we technically do not celebrate veterans in general, but it's a holiday that is specifically focused upon those who've made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Right? It's a holiday focused on those who lost their lives in the field of battle, those who paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Now, I don't think I'll find anyone here tonight who uh, thinks that it is wrong for us to um, remember and honor those who've lost their lives for our nation. No, this is a good thing for us to do, to remember these people, to honor them, to celebrate them, to thank God for them. It's a fitting thing for us to do. It's an appropriate thing for us to do. To do anything less would be ungrateful. In Psalm 147, we read about something else that is good and right and proper for us to do, uh, and it's praise the Lord, right? It's praise the Lord. We see that in verse 1, praise the Lord, how good it is to sing praises to our God, how pleasant and fitting to praise Him. According to the psalmist here, there's just something right about worshiping God, something fitting, something pleasant, something good. I'm guessing many of us have experienced this rightness in our own lives. I'm guessing many of us can resonate with the psalmist's words in verse 1. Yes, we we get it. It is good to praise God. It is pleasant to praise God. It is fitting to praise God. When I'm praising God, when I'm worshiping Him, I feel like I'm doing what I ought to be doing. When I praise God, I feel in some strange way like all is right in my world, all is right in my soul. Perhaps you've you've realized that. I've certainly realized that, right? And, of course, that's because it's what we were created to do, right? We We were created... To worship and to praise God, and so yes, when we praise God, it is good and it is right and it is fitting there's just there 's just something about it that makes sense. The psalmist says that in verse one, but from here he, he goes on to give us reasons to praise the Lord. the psalmists they, they always do this they call on us to praise the Lord, and, and then they give us reasons to praise the Lord and the psalmist in, in psalm one forty seven gives us, well, we might say three reasons to praise the Lord. First, he tells us to praise the Lord for His work in creation. That's verses, you see that in verses 4 and 5. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Verses 8 and 9, He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. Then verses 15 through 18, he sends his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He spreads the snow like wool and scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down his hail like pebbles. Who can withstand his icy blast? He sends his word and melts them, stirs up breezes, waters flow. In these verses the psalmist is saying, you need a reason to praise the Lord? Look at the world. Look at creation. Look at all that God has made and look at how He sustains all that He's made. He gives food for the cattle, young ravens even when they call. One thing I love about about you folks in this area is that you have a, a wonderful ability to praise God for creation. You folks appreciate creation and we could maybe... Maybe tie that to your connection with farming and things of that nature, which many of you, even if you're not in it anymore, have sort of grown up in and been a part in. You've planted things in the ground. You've watched it grow. You've spent time in the fields. You've seen sunsets. I see dicks on the field up here at 1130 at night. You've seen moonrises and stars. right? Get, I'm sure all of you are out there, but you see it all, right? And you guys, you guys appreciate creation. You look upon it and your hearts are filled with praise for the Creator. It's one thing you're good at, and certainly we might say it's the benefit of living in a rural area. We seem to have a deeper awareness of God's glory and creation and and a a more profound ability to thank God for His creation. Secondly, the psalmist tells us to praise the Lord for His tender mercies. Verse 3, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You experience the Lord's mercy in this way. Some time ago, I was I was dealing with some discouragement in ministry, and all pastors get that from time to time. And I received a text from someone wasn't part of our church, but received a text from someone telling me how their their um, uh, their faith. Uh, I should I'm, I'm screwed up here. I received a text from someone who had talked to someone from our church, and he said that this person had mentioned how his faith was restored uh, underneath my, my preaching and ministry here, and, and I, was, I was in this deep kind of dark place, and as soon as I, I read that text, I, I knew that it contained the very kindness of God to me, right? It was, it was the Lord's tender mercy. Through it, God was, God was healing the brokenhearted. He was binding up my wounds, right? In that moment, it was crazy. I, I read it, and it was just like, oh my... Right, the Lord is at work. The Lord is binding up the brokenhearted. And certainly you have, you have your, your own stories in the same way. Right? Praise God for His tender mercy. Verse 6, the Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Reminded there of the story of David and Saul. David is, is humble, at least in the early part of his life, before he's made king and all of that. But, but he's, he's, he's humble. Saul is proud. Saul seeks David's life. The Lord sustains humble David while at the same time casting proud Saul to the ground. It's a great illustration of this truth. And the principle abides even today. Those who live humbly before the Lord, they they might not have the fame, the glory, they might not get the credit that others do, but they're sustained by the Lord. And the proud, well, ultimately they are cast down. Verses 10 and 11, His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor His delight in the legs of a man. The Lord delights in those who fear Him, who put their hope in His unfailing love. Praise the Lord for His tender mercies. Praise the Lord for His grace. Praise the Lord that because of, because of the work of Jesus Christ in our behalf, God, God delights in us, not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. He delights in us and binds us up and cares for us, not because of what we've done, but because of who we trust. We trust Him, and He's merciful. Praise the Lord for His tender mercy. Finally, the the third category is praise the Lord for His faithfulness to His people or or His faithfulness to His church. Verse 2, the Lord builds up Jerusalem. Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. Verses 12 through 14, extol the Lord, O Jerusalem, praise your God, O Zion, for he strengthens the bars of your gates and he blesses the people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest of wheat. Verses 19 and 20, he has revealed his word to Jacob, his laws and decrees to Israel. He's done this for no other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. God is faithful to His people. He is faithful to to His church. He strengthens the bars of her gates. He blesses the people within her. He grants peace and prosperity to her borders. He, He gives her His Word to guide and to direct her. All of this, too, is a reason to praise the Lord. There's one thing I've learned to praise the Lord for in ministry. It's It's this, it's his faithfulness to his church and to his people. He continues to build his church. He continues to gather his people, often in spite of me, often in spite of us. The Lord is faithful to his church. So, dear friends, as as good and and fitting as it is this weekend to remember, to thank God for those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our country for our freedom, we must remember that it is even more good, gooder, it is even more appropriate, it is even more fitting, it is even more pleasant to praise our God, not just today but every day, for His mighty work in creation, for His tender mercies that He time and again bestows on His children, for His faithfulness to His people and to His church. Let's pray together. Lord God, it is fitting to praise you. It is good to praise you. Lord, we know that. We pray that you would continue to show us and work in us and help us to realize just how good and fitting it is. Lord, this is what we were made for. You've given us abundant reason to praise you, Lord. Abundant reason. Most of all, for the gift of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who purchased our pardon on Calvary's tree, in his name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody.
1: We've been enjoying a great night. Worship, praise, great message from the pastor. And it certainly, I'm going to loop you here, Gary. And it certainly is a great song to bring us all up out of our seats. Victory in Jesus. That's what we have. Tremendous victory that the Lord gives us. So we'd like to have you stand and sing victory in Jesus with us all. we get us going, right? Are you singing your solo next, Gary? Is that what we got here? I think so. Well, is, that the, is that the lineup? Karen? All right. You may be seated. Gary is a really good friend of mine. He likes to sing. likes to sing these great old hymns that kind of ties the older members of us congregation together with the younger ones. Just to go, take it away, Gary. We love you.
2: That's the first time that's ever been said to me in all the years take it away. We're glad to, anyway. Sometimes in this life, we are expected to have problems, sufferings, weaknesses. Sometimes out of those problems come times of great encouragement. The lady who wrote this poem, Annie Johnson Flint, who suffered terribly from the 1880s all the way to the 1930s, rigid, swollen agony, but she loved God. And through her, God used her to write some beautiful Christian poetry. So when you get thinking, sometimes that I'm not good enough to serve the Lord or Christ can't use me, think again. Paul wrote about his thorn in the flesh. Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness.
3: He sendeth more strength when the land... in Jesus
2: next song has to be one of the happiest gospel songs ever written with phrases like blessed assurance and oh what a foretaste the air of salvation what a great song of assurance of what we have in christ it always cheers me up how about you can I cheer you up you, need it.
1: you cheer it? me up gary